I'm Logan Crawford, and right now on The Right Way, a video podcast where I speak to the world's most compelling authors. I'm speaking with author Susie Vivian about her powerful work of science fiction. It is called The Blue Orb. And if you love Harry Potter, if you love Lord of the Rings, if you love that genre, or if you just love a good novel, this is the book for you. Susie, thanks so much for joining us here today on The Right Way. Well, thank you, Logan. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I love your book. I want to play Zyrene in it. I think that's how you say oh, it. He's the yeah. very yeah, tall, very skinny. I could use some prosthetics, like maybe a beard and a bigger nose and some <laughs> white hair. I, yeah. I won't go to my colorist for four months and I'll have some white hair. And uh, <laughs> I think I could play him. What yeah, you'd be great. Okay, good. <laughs> The writers are more powerful in Hollywood than the directors. So the fact oh. that you say I'd be a good uh, Zyrene, that'd be great. So All right. starts out with Zyrene and he decides he's at the end of his life and he wants mm -hmm. to transfer his powers into this blue orb. Tell me a little bit about the story. Well, he has an acolyte that finds a stone and he molds it himself so it'll be perfect. and. And when he start, but when he starts putting his power into this orb, it's like it takes over and starts taking more than what he wanted to give it, and it actually ended up draining him. So, of course, then his acolyte decided that he needed to have it worse than Zarine. So he took it from him, and Zarine dies, and um. Oh, the power of it. The power of this orb is like the wizard says a spell into it. And then the orb sends these this blue power out for miles. And the the spell is magnified a whole bunch, you know, many times. And so he wanted to have the cows give a little more milk and, you know, the chickens to lay more eggs and that kind of thing. Well, it turned out that not only was that happening, but um, a lot of the women in town ended up pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Much more powerful than we expected. Yeah, way more than he was anticipating. And then he started feeling weak and he didn't know what to do about it. So that's how he ended up dying. So... It's, okay. it's an amazing story. Tell me a little bit about how you came up with it. Are you a fan of this type of literature? How did you dream up this really wonderful and original story? Well, I have always loved fantasy. I have read Lord of the Rings like three or four times and The Hobbit the same. I just, and George R. R. Martin, I love his his books, his, oh, and I, I've always loved it. I love the whole thing and monsters and wizards. Mm -hmm. So I thought I, it would just be fun to write one. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I just wanted to do it. You know, sometimes you want to do something really bad. And so finally, finally, you t take the step and leap into it and, it becomes something it was actually fun yeah i, I challenged yeah. myself and i had a good time writing it so not only 
and I just felt like if I could write a book that people would just have fun reading. Like I enjoy fantasy. Mm. If somebody could enjoy my little book, that that would be way cool. <laughs> so that's kind of why I wrote it. And I just I just wanted to create something. So I just jumped in and the process, the process of writing is very enjoyable. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Well, I would it's it almost wrote itself. I just sit down and think about things and how I wanted it to go. And then I just start writing. I'd end up with 10 pages. You know, it was just, it was fun that way. I just, every day, every day I committed myself to writing something on that book. And so I did. And, and of course then, you know, you write the draft. Right. <laughs> And then I took years editing it here and there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've had, had half books written for a very, very long time. And then I'll go back and read it and I'll be like, wow, this is really good. Why did I stop writing it? But writing at times is hard work. But what uh -huh. I like best about it, maybe have the same experience, is that you're in that space when you're writing yeah. it. You're yeah. living with Zyrene and his acolyte and with Jasmine and Donovan when you're writing it. And the fact that you have the power to create their stories and craft their lives, I think is incredible. It's, it's kind of like a power, you know, you, you create this person or this creature or whatever it is and the wizards and those evil nasty witches and all this stuff I just it's just fun to decide okay what kind of person are are they you know it's just that is fun because you are creating a world of your own that you want absolutely enjoy. absolutely yeah. who did you first show the book to did you show it to anyone before you were done or did you show it only once it was complete. For me, it's my sister. My sister is the only one who will read what I write. I write a lot and uh -huh. everyone else is like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my sister consistently write, reads my stuff. Who reads your stuff? Have you shared it with anyone other than um, the fact it's published now? Yeah, I, I shared it with friends first and they liked it and it was it was hard I gave it to my kids I'm hoping my sons would read it and I think <laughs> they did they kind of liked I don't know you know kids I <laughs> exactly that was, it was I just wanted reactions sure to, you know of course I did and so it's I don't I don't have like one particular person I I need to get somebody that will commit to reading my book <laughs> i'm gonna have to give you my sister's email since Dude. she reads my stuff maybe she'll read your stuff maybe she will that would be cool and then she exactly. can give me real exactly real, exactly real edit oh not edit, but evaluation exactly but, but that's part of it though is finding the right audience i mean and that's what's so great about this digital age is that you can find people who are hungry for great fantasy literature um, and, you know, I don't know, I think people who love Renaissance fairs and medieval times and things like that would love this book as well. Are you a fan of that type of stuff also? 
Yeah, I am. I love that stuff. I volunteered for Fanex in Salt Lake a few times. And it, it is so fun to be around people who like to dress up in costumes and, and be part of something. It's just fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the love story you crafted of Jasmine and Donovan. I hear they might be surfacing in a in a sequel to your wonderful book, The Blue Orb. Yeah, they. In fact, they're the central part of the the second book, and um, I just I felt like Jasmine needed something more than just being the heroine. You know, I she's got to find, I need her to find somebody. <laughs> and so there's Donovan that, that um, Zarkon, the wizard, wanted to have his help because he has special magic powers and that. And so, and so then it wasn't that hard to figure out, well, hey, you know, there could be a little romance going on here. <laughs> exactly. And so that, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting a romance, but it just mm. kind of fit in with what was going on, you know, and added another dimension to the story. So that was fun too, was to, okay, how's this romance going? You know, it's right. kind of fun. So. <laughs> well, it's sort of like what we said is that when you're creating these characters, you're giving them life, but then they kind of have a life of their own and a pattern that people would follow. And so there's natural progressions there. And I guess that was the natural progression for Jasmine. Yeah, it was. And and it's true what you say, the characters kind of, it's almost like they take over and decide how this story is gonna go. And that's another fun thing. I had no idea, you know, I've never, I never wrote another, a book before. Right, anything, right. But, so that was fun. Yeah. I liked that part. Yeah. And also your character is different than you are. So what you might do in a situation is different from what the character would do. And that's how the character almost becomes autonomous. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jasmine ended up being much tougher than I anticipated. Like when she got to the castle and dispatched that soldier, it was like, wow, she's, yeah. she's really strong and <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> takes care of herself and i love that I, and i made her little instead of this big strong shira woman you know i wanted mm. her to be a different kind of heroine so you know people would think oh she's just this little pipsqueak i can take care of her and then she shows them what's right what, you know? exactly <laughs> and, exactly you know it's kind of like a metaphor for people in general you know if you develop your skills and in, into what you want to do you can you can do a lot more than you think absolutely regardless of who you are so well, anyway. i think that that uh, concept of power is evident in your book when zyrene gives the orb power it's much greater power than he ever envisioned was were you trying to say something there about the power within us that it's greater than we'd ever conceive or something like that yeah the yeah you can give power and end up with more right. and become 
bigger and I don't know. I like the whole self-assurance and keep maintaining your power in life. And so if you can if you can do things that make you more powerful in a good way, an assertive way, not you know demanding or anything, but mm. Of course, the orb just took over, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that went a little too far, but <laughs> right. There's also was... themes of betrayal in it as well. He's betrayed by his acolyte, who promises to take care of it and has mm -hmm. selfish um, motives right from the start. And mm -hmm. other people have social um, have um, selfish motives as well. I mean, I think when you're dealing with such power, whether it's power or money or whatever it is. People want what you got, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be really careful with who you trust, and that's trouble. You can trust somebody and later find out they weren't who you thought they were, and that's that's really sad. Mm. It's when you find somebody that you can trust that really is who you think they are, and they have your back. You know, no matter what, they. It's like there's this level of loyalty and trust that is hard to find yeah it really is so yeah i struggle with that sometimes <laughs> uh, life you know <laughs> absolutely jk rowling infamously wrote harry potter while sitting in a cafe on a uh, i think it was like a, a placemat or something or napkins or whatever it is tell me a little bit about your writing style where you started writing this did you do it on your laptop or did you do it uh longhand how did you like to write um i really like doing it on my uh computer mm -hmm. now i write on my laptop but it's easier to erase and move paragraphs around and stuff like that some yeah. of it i did i i thought i wasn't by my computer and so i would write what i seek and so i'd write a portion of it and i did that with that the that black guy the black anyway now i can't remember his name oh my gosh my own character anyway <laughs> he, he was an assassin and right so i i i just started writing his on a piece of paper so there are there were ways that i like to write it down because i wasn't home or anything yeah. yeah you get an idea and you think well, i better write that down exactly. so i like to do that too yeah so. what i'll often do is i'll send an email to myself like i'll be driving or something and i've got a great idea and i don't want to forget it it's you know an aspect of a work that i'm writing and so I'll just quickly write an email to myself. So I remember that, you know, they were at the fair. It was after sundown. And that's when the clown takes out the big knife or whatever it is. Ooh, cool. <laughs> that sounds good. good. <laughs> exactly. I do like Stephen King, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who, so, who, who are your favorite writers? Well, besides um, J.R. George R. Martin, and well, I do like the Harry Potter. I read all the Harry Potter books too, and and um, Tolkien as well. I like Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> Hello. Steve Martin's a funny guy. So, he's and I so think he's funny. written some as well. Yeah. And I, I watched a, a show. It's called Only Murders in This Building, something right. like that. And it's so funny. Anyway, Stephen King and uh, Dean 
Coons. I like his mm. stuff too. He writes some fantasy that's really good. So those are my favorites. Right. Well, you, you seem to have a style similar to Dean Coons, where it's like very readable, very page turnable. I mean, oh. I, I like that about it. I I like to think when I'm writing, when I'm reading rather, but I don't want to be, I don't know. I, I like something that flows. I guess that's what I'm saying. And your book really flowed. It was like absolutely uh -huh. a page turner, which was, I think, is a is a good compliment. That is. That's that's the best. Thank you yeah. so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really, so really tell, tell me a little bit about you. You're living in Utah or have you been in Utah your whole life? Tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah, I've lived in Utah from... I live in Layton now, which is northern Utah, all the way down to St. George. I just moved from St. George. I lived there about three years. I just needed to live there. You know, there's just places. Yeah. And I loved it. But I was too far away from my kids. I have two sons and seven grandkids. So I and they're sweet wives. And so I decided I need to be closer. So here I am in Layton. But it, you know, I lived in Provo because I was going, I married a man that lived there and I so I liked Provo I lived there for gosh I guess it was about 20 years mm -hmm. and then um it's just been a journey you know how it is it just move to yeah. St. George try Absolutely. that out. move here try it out exactly, <laughs> exactly. Costa Rica would be good <laughs> oh, it seems like a lot of people would be tiring down there I guess it's warmer and uh nicer beaches than around here oh, and you yeah. actually studied uh public health and got a master's degree correct uh, yes I did is that still your career are you still in public health um no I now I just work part-time I'm retired and so I just work a couple of days a week and um <laughs> it's funny I work at a a local um Best Western as the breakfast lady so mm -hmm. I cook breakfast there oh that's it's great, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's a good part-time job and it also gives you time to do your writing as well correct yeah it does because I'm only there two days a week so I can work on I'm I'm kind of writing the third book. I, so I'm trying to make make it a trilogy. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm working on the third book. And So you've got the first book already complete. It's out there. People can buy it right now on Amazon. They can download it or they can get the physical copy. And I say absolutely get a copy of the Blue Orb. Get the physical copy because it's nice to have paper in your hands. That's what yeah. I Do you have a working title yet for your second uh your second uh, installment in the series? I do. It's called Monsters in the Mist. If you, rem if you remember Blue Orb, there is this monster that yeah. attacks the people. And so after the Blue Orb story, then I decided that maybe they should take on the Mist monster. Right. And so... <laughs> yeah. So that was the second book. And then... Um, the third book is kind of, I haven't even, I probably have 20 pages. <laughs> right, right. I got well, the, sec the second book is complete right now, right? It is, yes. Well, that's great. That's great. So that'll be a, a good uh, good news for your fans out there that uh, the second installment is out. And very good news that there's going to be a third installment. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about it. 
So we'll see. Yeah. Well, they got old, but it was just just a fun thing to write, I guess. I, absolutely, absolutely. Have you done any book signings or anything like that? Have you met with any of the fans? Have you uh, been to any of the uh, events where this book would be really popular? Like I said, like maybe a sci-fi convention or a uh, or a um, Renaissance fair or something like that. You know, I have not. I have wanted to do that since it came out, but it just hasn't. I just haven't figured out how to get there. How to get there, there, right? I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. But it it is something I would love to go to be at a, be the author at a book signing. Right. Right. Just well, I think it's coming. Like my book. <laughs> I think once more people read it and tell their friends and the word gets out there, I think it would be um, an event that absolutely is gonna happen for you. Tell me a little bit about if you were to make this into a movie, have you thought about that? If this were to be a film, who you would cast, what the movie would be like, tell me a little bit about your vision and dream for the film version of The Blue Orb. Well, I have thought about it, especially a lot the past year or so, and it's such a, I don't know if it's scary thought, who would I have be in it and all that, that I, I almost don't dare go there. You know, it's crazy. I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you think about, um, who's the action actress? Oh, Jolie, Angelina Jolie being, but she's probably, well, I don't know, because Jasmine is really powerful. Mm. And Angelina always comes off as being this very powerful person in the movie she's in. And so somebody like her. Yeah. Um, Donovan, I, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of men that would be really good. I... <laughs> I really like the guy, the new guy in 007. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel Craig? Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a very intense actor. I was going to say there's Daniel Craig or maybe Chris Pine, if you're familiar with his work. He's kind of like become the new action hero. Oh, and who does he play? Chris is Pine is uh, in the Star Trek episodes. He plays Kirk. Oh. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. As a sci-fi fan, you gotta start yeah. watching the new. I don't know. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, Chris Pine is the new, um, the new big star hero type. I mean, he's kind of like a young Clint Eastwood or a young oh. uh, Kevin Costner or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would Absolutely. be perfect. Yeah, be okay. Perfect. So we got Angelina Jolie and we've got Chris Pine, and yeah. uh, so I think that's a good choice. And um, and you have me for Zyrene. Yeah, you're Zyrene. Yeah, which is an Absolutely. excellent choice. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I can see something very, somebody very evil being my acolyte. I would like somebody yeah. almost like comically small. I'm six six. Yeah. So if I oh, had I like an acolyte who was about five six, like maybe Danny DeVito or something. Oh, I would that would be good. Great. Yeah. Yeah, he could be really evil when he wants to be. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, he's very evil, Danny DeVito. That's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, that would be that would be awesome. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. 
So tell me about your writing now. Are you do you usually write in the mornings? Or do you write in the evenings? Or when do you when do you write? When do, when the feeling moves you? Yeah, kind of when the spirit moves me, and I it's usually like afternoons. I can just sit down at my computer and whack away on it. Sorry, right. get, and it it's going. It's just. Um, I don't know. You get to a certain age, it's like, well, I have to really be in the mood. You know? <laughs> I understand. It's not good. It's not good. I'm not as dedicated as I need to be. Yeah. Well, you've gotten two books written already. So that's a lot of dedication yeah. right there. And yeah. sometimes it is hard getting the third together. And sometimes you just have to wait for the timing to be right for that inspiration to strike you. I mean, I know when I write, some days I'll write, you know, a couple of paragraphs. And other days I'll write, you know, 20 or 30 pages. So it yeah. depends on your mood that day and what's what's flowing in your head. They say a lot of authors like to write early in the morning when they're still in that very like dreamlike state. They oh, find that very inspirational. Yeah. So you should try that. that. Get up early, early, early. And yeah. while you're still a little foggy, while your brain's still half in that dream state, write. I think it's a, ah. a good recipe for a lot of people. They say that's why authors actually like alcohol, because it brings them that dream state. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. There's a reason. So, I'm not saying you should start drinking. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But uh, no, I, I, Hemingway and, and other writers have done it in the past. <laughs> so it's a tried and true formula, but uh, I don't advocate it on this show. No. I get in trouble. No, Absolutely. I, no, I couldn't. I I have a hard time with it anyway. Yeah. Too that, much anxiety, which is weird. Alcohol should calm me down, but it no, no, no. As I got as I've gotten older, I've totally eliminated it just because uh it wasn't good for me. Tell me a little yeah. bit about your favorite films because I think there's a connection between what we watch and what we create. What type of movies do you like? Oh, I I love chip chick flicks <laughs> so then you got to write a rom-com for your next uh book i, know, I do oh, I you're really... writing fantasy but you're enjoying you know uh you know melanie griffith movies or something or julia robert movies you know <laughs> oh yes yes yeah. yes yeah. yes and um yeah so i of course i loved lord of the rings that yeah. but i like the minions and grew mm -hmm. uh, your grandkids probably like the fact that you like the minions too right yeah yeah <laughs> I watch exactly. It. exactly but what, um, what about game of thrones were you much of a game of yes. thrones fan um you know what i haven't watched it i i read all the books oh, i okay. i have watched some of them yes i have i take that back i have watched some of them and i love the dwarf guy he is so cool yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, I do. I really do like it, and I love the dragons and um, the dragon lady and right. Danny. So I have watched some, and I need to get back. I I I probably ought to buy this series or something. Mm. But right. it seems like it goes on and on, right? It's a long series. The first season I found was terrific. I really enjoyed that. 
And then after that, I liked it less and less. It became pretty yeah. convoluted and seems like it was drawn out and stretched out. But the first season yeah. is perfect. Did and yeah. if you watch the first season, have you you have you have you watched the first season? I I think that's what I've watched. Is okay, the, yeah. When Ned Stark so dies, bad. the whole thing is over for me. I mean, Sean yeah. character was excellent. I really enjoyed that. But when I was yeah. reading your book. That's what I figured you'd like, like Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, yeah. uh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. You know, the I mean, Hobbit. because, yeah. I mean, Harry Potter also just creates such a different world. And that's what you did with your book. You just created a different world. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like Harry Potter. I do. I like all the fantasy. Yeah. But I like it's, it's like I like reading them as much. Well, except for some of them. Some of them I love the movies, but right, I love reading the stories. Yeah, you know, it's like you just dive into this other world and right. uh, yeah, escape all the other junk here. <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. that's what, that's what you did with your book. The name of the book is called The Blue Orb. Susie Vivian has created a completely different world centered around a stone that has immeasurable power and how it affects the lives of people who come into contact with this stone. And it is a book you don't want to miss. It's a movie that Hollywood wants to make. The good news is we've got two more books coming after this one. The sequel is already written, but not released yet. The third installment is coming up. Susie, thank you so much for joining us here today on The Right Way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. My, my pleasure. I had a wonderful time speaking with you and to our audience at home. I'm Logan Crawford, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time on The Great West.